I like beer. It makes me a jolly good fellow. I like beer. It helps me unwind, and sometimes it makes me feel mellow. Welcome to I Like Beer, the podcast, where we discuss great beers and the stories that go with them. I'm your host, Jeff. And I'm your host, Jeff. And with us today, we have producer Joe. Always a pleasure, gentlemen. Uh, the doctor. Aloha, everybody. And again, working his magic behind the soundboard is sound engineer uh, Tom. Check one, two. Check one, two. We are still sheltering with beer in place, safely podcasting from our own homes. Listeners, we want to thank you for continuing to tune in, listen during these strange times, and also for sharing our podcast with your beer drinking friends. We've added quite a few listeners as well as followers on Twitter and Instagram over the last few weeks as people are sitting around with nothing to do but check those accounts and find new people to follow. Instagram, uh, 425 as of today. Nice. Yeah, and then we want to give a shout out That's to Trap Drew 2 who messaged us about seeing a carefully placed sticker on the wall next to the urinal at Lagunitis and Petaluma. Who was responsible for that sticker? Uh, that would be me. I put stickers <laughs> all over that place. <laughs> good job, Talent. It worked. Nice. Yeah, that's good. I'm glad to see the hard work is pay- finally paying off. Hey, he said he, it, it led him to looking up the podcast, following us on Instagram, and li- taking a listen and enjoying. So yeah, uh, awesome. welcome aboard to Very Trap cool. Drew 2. And new listeners can listen into field trips and be reminded of what it was once like to kick back at a brewery and have a chat. Uh, we've actually been to 11 breweries over the last few months and uh, maybe take a listen to one of those trips and uh, that can serve kind of as a uh, an escape from uh, uh, current times and kind of give you a little bit of uh, something to look forward to when we, we get off of this shelter in place. A much needed escape. <laughs> another shout out on Twitter yes, by, I agree. By, from another podcast shouted us out. Uh, the oh, Fat, okay. Drunk, and Stupid awesome. podcast uh, recommended our podcast mm. when they were asked, uh, you know, do you have a podcast you'd recommend? Five-star podcast you'd recommend? And thank you very much to Fat, Drunk, and Stupid uh, for picking us uh, among his top three. Uh, and he said to him, That's cool. what equals five that stars is, cool. is chemistry, authenticity, and substance. And somehow we got in that very top cool. three, guys. How about that? Yeehaw. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's actually that's. A, I'm going to give him a early toast, an early toast to him. Yeah, <laughs> toast. That's, cool. yeah. that's your and my. Um, uh, oh, I lost it. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, Joe. It'll come back. Chemistry. Our chemistry. <laughs> our chemistry is true. Talent. That's true. You're, you're it goes right there next to our time. I'm looking at you right now, Joe. I'm lo- I'm looking at you right now, Joe. So yeah, it's chemistry. Our chemistry and timing. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> uh, very good. So we know you've been sharing our podcast with your friends. Thanks. Keep it going. It's fun to see the momentum our little podcast is building. Keep downloading. Give us five stars when we've earned it. Leave a comment. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at I Like Beer the Podcast. Also on Twitter at I Like Beer the Po One and I Like Beer the Ta One. And then also find us on Untap. We're always looking for new friends to drink with. I'm going to give a big shout out to uh, my recent new friends, Christian Martinez, Darren Lohr, and Matt Short. Yeah, I got the same ones. Nice. Me too. As well as Patrick Murphy in Bavaria. Nice. Oh, cool. wow. That's cool. I don't know how Patrick Murphy got to Bavaria, but that's a story I'd like to hear. So Patrick Murphy in Bavaria. That's right. Yeah, shoot and, me a message. We'll have you on the an podcast. Irishman in Bavaria. 
we'll find out. We're starting out tonight with a beer brewed by our own talent. So, talent, tell us a little bit about what you uh, are sharing with us. All right. So, the recipe was for a Kolsch. And um, I would say this is, it to me, it doesn't taste at all like a Kolsch, but it's a very tasty beer. And I was, I've been kind of trying to come up with a plan on what it really tastes like. And I think you nailed it today uh, when you said uh, it tastes more like a bock because it does have kind of that maltiness, that more of that biscuity rich flavor of a bock. And it looks like a, a bock. Yeah, it's got a darker, it's got much more kind of golden or caramelly look to it. Um, it's not as clear or, uh, as you would tip, expect from a Kolsch. Um, so, it, it, I mean, just the backstory on it is, is I, it's just a recipe I got from Home Brew Mart. Uh, there by Ballast Point. I put it together, did it according to the instructions and everything else like that. And I'm actually pleasantly surprised because I actually like box better than I like Kolsch's. So in some ways it was a, it was a bonus um, <laughs> and I've really enjoyed it. And so I was glad to be able to finally share it with you guys because the keg's almost done. So I, I've had a, quite a bit of it. And uh, I think that the interesting thing will be is to make it again and see how it turns out. So see if it was something that within the recipe, or it was just something that got messed up in the previous recipe as far as an ingredient. I kind of went in there and picked all this stuff up right before all this shelter in place stuff was going in. Uh, so they didn't know if they were going to be open the next day and so on and so forth. So the guy kind of helped me grab everything. And so I think we were kind of doing it all pretty quick and fast. And uh, so maybe something was picked up incorrectly in terms of the hops or maybe the you know, the yeast or whatever it was. Um, and that's kind of what we ended up with. So the only way to really know that will be to remake it. But the problem will be is that if that is the case, I won't know how to replicate it because I won't know what, what the mistake was. Right. So um, <laughs> well, whatever, you know, it's a good problem to make. I'll just make a lot more beer and we'll just keep tasting until we find what we what we like. But I, I all in all, I would not call this Kolsch, um, but I, I thought it was a pretty tasty beer. So I don't, I'm not sure what your guys' take on it was, but uh, that's the backstory. Yeah, I would definitely say it's more along the lines of a Bach. It's it's pretty tasty, too. I would definitely agree with you guys there. It's very tasty. Nice, smooth finish. It, it changed, too, as it sat in the glass. So when I, when I first had it, it almost had a little bit of a Heffenweizen smell to it. When I first poured it, and then as it settled down, it, it's much, now it even smells like a Bach. Uh, dark, way, yeah. way darker than a Kolsch. So don't tell anyone it was a Kolsch at any time. Uh, you can keep that no, to yourself, no. but dark, malty, and, and my uh, my taste bud memory connection was firing away, saying, trying to convince myself it was a Kolsch, although you'd already told me it didn't really taste like a Kolsch, and it finally came back to my summer. I worked at SeaWorld when they were owned by Anheuser-Busch, and at the end of the shift, you could go get two beers, um, and I'd always get the Amber Bach, and as soon as that memory clicked, that's when I thought, that it's a Bach. That's what it is. It's dark, malty. That's a good call. Malty, yeah. lightly hopped. Um, it's a fantastic beer. I already put it in untapped at a 4.25. All right. Wow, that's exciting. Nice. How about that for your second beer ever? That's not not bad. Yeah. So give, give me some motivation. I'm, I'm getting ready. I'm gearing up to go into uh, to brew day number three soon here, probably either later this week or beginning of next week. And uh, I've got, a, I've got a, a, a Mexican lager I'm going to try and make. We have sat in breweries and paid $6 for a beer that did not taste anywhere near this good. I would agree. And I'm not just talking about a style I didn't like, just it wasn't brewed as well as this. So good job. Although you are known for your attention. Thank to you. Detail. Nicely done. I, I give it a, I give it a four too. Might nice. Be, uh, uh, that's I, good. What's everyone else doing? I'm at a four. It's good. I'm digging it. I think, I think it's a four, two, five. All right. 
That's exciting. <laughs> Hopefully we can replicate it at some point. <laughs> <laughs> well, you'll, you'll figure it out. <laughs> I'll figure it out. I might try their Bach. I'll make their Bach and see how that comes out. Maybe it'll maybe it'll be more like maybe a cold. It'll be a, cold <laughs> it, it'll be a real we'll light, happens, crispy, so. super bubbly, yeah, uh, yeah, see-through so we'll see. uh, coals with a little bit of that straw yeah, uh, so aroma fun. to it. <laughs> I guess the lesson learned on this one is, is I, as I'm p- putting in the ingredients, I probably should actually look on the package and write down what it is going in and not just assume it's what it says on the recipe because that way then I would have... Uh, I'll have it all there for me if I wanted to replicate it, but live and learn. Well, I think we can bring Will out for this, huh? Yeah, that's a great. He's just sitting there. Come that on out, Will. Fours. What's it hit your lips? It's so good. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. Yeah, no, I'm excited for you. <laughs> so Will just sits in his own house in a corner waiting. Yeah. Interesting. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yep, just waiting for us. Everyone has a role. That's it. He doesn't even know when we podcast, so he has to just yeah. wait all day. Yeah. 24-7. He's on call. Cool. Well, we have uh, received some great comments from listener Michael Halbert. Michael was asking about what our favorite beer moments in movies are, and he happened to mention Shawshank Redemption. Michael, if you get a chance, listen to our eighth episode published on August 12, 2019, called Gifted Beers. It's a, a bit obscure to wouldn't realize it, but it has on it arguably the most elegant beer rating system ever invented. <laughs> I think everyone everyone here at I, least agrees. <laughs> yes. Yes. Which includes that rooftop scene in Shawshank to define our number one beer. So yeah. um we definitely are connected to that Shawshank Redemption scene. Um but to answer you, Michael's uh question. What are some memorable beer moments in movies, gentlemen? Well, I'll, I'll step in there as well, since you talked about the Shawshank uh, one and, and the one that was just played is uh, to, to for us to talk about a beer that we would term as a as a four is comes from uh, old school. And Will Farrell, who plays Frank, who was a, a, a once legendary drinker, who then became kind of a boring married guy um, whose big Saturday plans are, you know, going to Home Depot and maybe Bed Bath & Beyond if he has time. And then uh, he's walking through the party there. They try to get him to hit the the, the beer bong. And uh, he kind of says, no, I promised my wife I would stay sober tonight. And they kind of look at him and then he goes, okay, I'll do it once, just once. And 10 seconds later and one beer down, uh, the legendary Frank the Tank yells, fill it up again <laughs> and utters that iconic line. What's it hit your lips? It's so good. So that would be, I'd say, you know, arguably other than the Shawshank would have to be one of the greatest um, beer, you know, scenes in, in any movie. And Frank the Tank is probably one of the most iconic characters. And and that line is just fantastic. Um, and then for us, from a rating standpoint, uh, to talk about a beer that is uh, in that low, low, low category, we took a, a, a line from the movie Can't Hardly Wait a movie that probably none of us have really ever seen in its entirety, but um, may recognize this line. It's terrible. Nobody drink the beer. The beer has gone bad. And so that's, again, you know, a great line and and, and a way for us to talk about maybe those beers that might be down in that one, that two category uh, in our rating system. So those, those would be two that would kind of tie into that. I'm really glad that we haven't had to use that clip very often. No. Yeah, true. Right. 
And then I, I was, you know, it was actually really fun. This was a, and I want to thank Michael uh, for, for kind of giving us this, cause this was just kind of a fun way to, to spend a couple hours today, just looking at beer clips and stuff like that. And so many of them, you know, you, you see them at certain points in your life and you kind of forget about them and then you watch them. And so it was just really fun going back. And now I'm like, I got a list of movies. Oh, I got, I got to rewatch that movie or whatever else. So, but, but the two that just kind of stuck with me and jumped out at me, cause they were ones that I really liked at the time. And then, you know, each time I see them, it, it, it kind of makes me really laugh. So the, the first one was one that's actually a throwback to, to our childhood. It's a movie that um, they've remade it, but there's no way you could replicate this scene nowadays just because of modern times. But is the original Bad News Bears. And that's the scene at the end when... Um, uh, Buttermaker, who is the uh, the manager, they you know they play that the the Yankees and the fi- and the big you know whatever it is at that time it was a final World Series whatever they called it. His players lose, and so in the dugout he he always he always had a cooler of of beers, and they were always the little uh, that stubby bottle that Lucky Lager, and so he starts pulling them out and starts giving them to every kid on the team. And I mean one of the parents are like well, you know what are you doing? He goes well you don't pay me enough to buy champagne, and uh, so he's giving the kids all these beers and. And they go out there to celebrate their loss. And it's just a it's a it's a hilarious scene. It's got some good comments in it, but it's just funny. All these kids are celebrating like they want it and they're spraying beer over each other. Uh, so I think that's a that's a pretty good one. And of course, they did remake it with Billy Bob Thornton. Correct. But right. I never had the heart to watch it because the Walter Matthau version was a perfect movie. Yeah. And again, I don't, I don't know too many movies nowadays where you could be given all these, uh, you know, 12 year olds or 11, 12 year olds uh, bottles of beer and let them just drink in and everything else. It's just, someone somewhere would be so upset about that, that it would get shut down. So, um, but that's a great scene. And then another one is uh, another guy that you, know, you kind of forget about him. And until you watch one of his movies and you go, wow, that guy was a genius was uh, uh, a movie called Canadian Bacon, John Candy. And he stars in that one as uh, Sheriff Bud Boomer from the United States. And he's at a hockey game uh, between the Canadians and the United States. And uh, he's talking about all the things that uh, are and issues that they have with Canada. You know, he's making fun of their flag and their national anthem and everything, and all this other kind of stuff and no issues or problems. Everybody's, you know, watching the game. And then at, until at the one point he goes, and I'll tell you another thing, their beer stinks. never see any black guys playing hockey, huh? Now, do you think it's easy to just gradually take over every professional sport? Let me tell you something, man. Brothers are starting to figure out this ice thing. Hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> These Canadians ain't got a care in the world. Yeah. And how about the way they cheat at the World Series, huh? That's, That's our game, people. Oh, that is huh? I'll tell you another thing, their beer sucks. So one of the things is after he says that, and, and you know, another thing in their beer sucks, the whole arena freezes, you can kind of hear that. And then, man, everybody looks over at them. And uh, one of the Canadian players then skates over to the, the glass and, and hops the glass and comes up and punches him in the face. And just this massive brawl breaks out. So it's like, hey, you can make fun of anything. We just don't make fun of our beer. Um, and, uh, and then the funny part, I think later in that, when, when they're being arrested or whatever, at some point, the, the Mounties or whatever, he, he says, all I said was that their beer stinks. And then the Mounties start beating up on him again. <laughs> so that's another, just kind of an iconic, iconic, uh, beer scene. And like I said, John Candy, uh, you know, RIP, that guy was a genius. We could probably just do a Canada beer movie moments. Mouse in the beer. Correct. <laughs> 
We'll save yeah, that one. Yeah. Strange brew. We'll stick that one away for when we actually get to Canada. There you go. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> idea. I, I immediately thought of, uh, well, we, we have an episode that that's sitting and waiting on uh, Smoking the Bandit. So that scene where they go pick up all the Coors in Texarkana, Texas. But I thought immediately of the back to school with Rodney Dangerfield when they sit down at the bar and he says to the waitress, bring us a picture every 10 minutes until someone passes out. Then every seven, (laughs) I always like that line, (laughs) but the the one iconic almost to me is, is as good as the uh, Shawshank is Django unchained when Dr. Schultz and Django uh, go into the, the bar into the saloon and they're surrounded by all the lawmen and Dr. Schultz is just cool as can be. And he's pouring out two beers with the, the old handle, the old pump handle tap and, and pours two beers for them and cleans off the foam and sets it down. And that actually did look like a Kolsch. Uh, I love that scene. And and there's no, (laughs) there's no dialogue to play from it because he's talking about being a bounty hunter. What it means to be a bounty hunter has nothing to do with the beer, but the way that shot the beer looks so good. I defy anyone to watch that scene and not want to have a beer. (laughs) I had a couple of them too. Uh, one, that I kind of enjoyed when I was a kid was watching Cannonball Run. And you guys remember the story about the big race that everybody has and the main characters are Mel Tillis and Terry Bradshaw. And Mel Tillis looks over at Terry Bradshaw and says, do you, do you got enough beer? And he looks behind him and he says, plenty. And the whole back seat is full of beer. <laughs> and then he says, do you have enough food? And he says, plenty. And he holds up a bag of chips. <laughs> Nice. And then the other one from my childhood is from E.T., believe it or not. Oh, right. When E.T., you know, is home alone and Elliot's at school and E.T.'s roaming around the kitchen. He finds the refrigerator. He starts tasting food. And he cuts over to Elliot and see him kind of licking his lips a little bit. And then E.T. finds the beer and he starts drinking the beer and he pounds the first one. And they zoom back over to Elliot in class and Elliot burps. And then E.T. starts walking around and he bounces into the cabinets and Elliot's grabbing his head going, what the hell's going on here? And then E.T. grabs another beer, he pounds another beer and you see, just see Elliot slowly starting to get a little buzzed and he's checking out the girl behind him and the girl behind him is kind of looking at him funny. And then E.T. grabs another beer and he pounds one more beer, I think. And you just see Elliot just kind of space in there, drunk as can be, you know, in elementary school. And finally, he just slides under the desk. So I always thought that was funny. I remember being pretty shocked by that. I got one. Animal House. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, Animal House. uh, John Belushi's character as the ultimate, you know, fraternity partier drinker crushing cans on his forehead and yelling toga toga food fight you know it's just he's got so many classic lines in that movie uh, there was one something about uh something like oh, is it christ seven years of college down the drain might as well join the effing peace corps yeah <laughs> it's a great movie it actually is yeah. and you forget <laughs> until you watch it again it's a, it's, uh, yeah. a, epic it's, movie. it's yeah. a classic got a great soundtrack it's a, it's a good movie yeah or he was trying to fire up, his, you know, fire up you know, when they were trying to get kicked out. Yeah, and yeah. Trying to fire up the troops. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's an iconic scene. 
Yeah, no, that's a good one. Good call. Joe, did you have one that, that sticks out in your mind? Oh, I, I just go back to our rating system. I don't remember the name <laughs> of the, the movie, uh, Talent. Uh, and I haven't watched the movie, but the scene where the guy says, the beer's gone bad, nobody drink the beer. <laughs> After yeah, it's a great it's one. It's up all over the other. Yeah, it, it, you have to watch just that. Yeah. Just watch that little, you know, thirty second clip because it is hilarious. Yeah, you don't have to watch the movie. Just that. No, yeah. twenty seconds is worth is yeah. totally worth it. So yeah. that would be mine. So. Thanks for the uh, stroll down memory lane, Michael. He had another idea. I'm going to put out on Instagram and Twitter as per his suggestion. I don't want to. It was his idea. He gave me permission to use it, posting pics of our favorite coolest bottle openers. So I'm going to ask listeners to do the same. So watch for that and make sure you share with us your best or favorite bottle opener. So I'm going to to throw that out there soon. Thanks for sending your pictures, guys. It's a great idea. Thanks for the message, Michael. And since everyone has a talents Kolsch or Bach or whatever we've decided to call it uh, in hand, it's time for Toast. Roast and pour one out. Who found, with all the bad news out there, who found a toast? Well, I got one, and I have to tip my hat to this gentleman because, as you started to say, who, where could you find a, a good one that? a uh, good toast. So I want to toast out to actor and filmmaker, John Krasinski. Uh, you know, he successes in the office and a quiet place. And more recently in Jack Ryan, the guy is just on fire. His creative nature is at it again. And he's created and hosting a new web series called some good news SGN The show, which is hosted on YouTube is a news show dedicated entirely to good news with Krasinski operating inside his home during the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, With the help of his wife, Emily Blunt, and his kids, for that matter, creating a virtual home newsroom. It's uh, pretty good. Uh, It's become a hit showcasing acts of human kindness, charity, creative ways that people are still having fun in the current pandemic as well. Viewing these news segments has become a weekly routine for me. puts a good start to my week when I watch them here. Uh, and I would encourage others to take a look if you haven't already. Uh, but if that wasn't enough, last Friday, John took it another step further. He hosted and DJed a virtual senior prom for high school seniors across the nation who've had their proms canceled due to the coronavirus pandemic. Though the live stream was only lasted around 30 minutes, it was jam-packed with star-studded entertainment. And by all accounts, it was epic. Krasinski joined, was joined by celebrities like Chance the Rapper, his office co-star, Rain Wilson, Billy English, and the Jonas Brothers. Even though some of the traditional elements of the prom were missing, seniors everywhere managed to participate in a variety of ways. There were promposals, festive decorations, stunning outfits, and of course, a lot of dancing. You can see clips of the event in episode four of Some Good News. While this event doesn't make up for the fact that many teens won't be able to physically attend proms with their classmates, But instead of sitting back and doing nothing, Krasinski made the effort to rally his friends and give high school students around the world a damn good alternative. (laughs) Well done, Krasinski. Toast. Bravo, bravo. Cheers. I've got a quick one. We've all been, uh, you know, lacking for 
sports to watch, but ESPN started hosting their first two episodes of The Last Dance, story of Michael Jordan. So uh, just watched episode one and two. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Lots of great highlights of past. Don't tell past- us because I haven't watched it yet. I'm going to watch it. Right uh, now, I'll, so, I'll tell you. It, we're done. It's so, good. No spoilers. No, it's yeah, good. It's no like, spoilers. I, it's, it's got to be really good if Michael. That's Jordan really good. It's it. it's there's a and it's not just about Jordan, just about NBA yeah. and you know Phil and Jackson, Scotty Pippen, yeah. Dennis Rodman, a lot of good characters in the in the, it's it's really good. So cool. Toast to that. Yeah, it's a little bit of sports. We need a little bit of sport. Hey, we got the draft coming up too, so I guess we got some sports this week. So there you have it. Thank you very much. Now, how about roasts? Um, well, I've got a roast. Um, I you know I I, I almost roasted this person. I think it was. Last week, the week before, the week before that, and the week before that. But finally, I saw another one today, and I was like, I got to get this, you know, roast this person. So this is uh, a, a preacher in Louisiana. Uh, you know, Louisiana has been really hard hit by coronavirus, by COVID. And, um, you know, they put the shelter in place just like almost everywhere else. But he uh, continuously violated uh, that shelter place law, and he would continue to hold services for his church and, you know, sending out buses to bring people in and, and anything he wanted to. And in fact, to the point where I think he's he has a uh, a date in court coming up where he's got a potential fine and, and um, you know, some issues because of that. The one I saw today that was just kind of like, wow, you took this way too far, was he actually put out a video request uh, today asking his followers to donate their stimulus checks to the church. So, no. um, you know, take ah. that in whatever way you want. You know, you take them from the people oh, that have nothing and saying, well, you have nothing, but give me the money on this guy. Yeah. Hey, listeners, if you don't have anything better to do with that $1,200 stimulus check, you know, send it our way to ILB. You know, we're, we're a non, we're definitely nonprofit. We're not making yes. profits. So, you know, we're a nonprofit. So send it to yeah, we'll us. put it right back into the economy. We'll, uh, yeah. We will spend it at local breweries. So we, we will uh, help the local economy and spend uh, it there. Yeah. So anyways, cheers to us for that idea. Cause that's, you know, obviously, but now I just saw that and it was like, wow. Oh, um, man. You know, you, you have these people that are down and, and, and yeah. you hit them even more by, Hey, you know what? Give me your check as well. So, you know, you lost your job. You can't pay your rent. You can't pay your mortgage. And you're getting some money from the government. But you should just donate that to the church. So I thought that was pretty interesting. You know why he asked? Because he knows he'll get it. And he will get it, which is actually probably even as sad or more sad. So, Boy, I don't even know what to say with that. Let's go to pours. (laughs) Sounds good. Let's just move along. Getting thirsty. (laughs) Oh, don't worry. We have another beer coming up. That's good. Uh, yeah, you ready? Go. We need to pour one out, and I'm not pouring out any of the coals from the talent. So, uh, our next beer uh, is by Alesmith, one of our favorites, and it's a fruity sour. They're Forgeberry, Alesmith Forgeberry. I love this beer. Yeah, so let's fantastic. get everybody a second to get a Alesmith Forgeberry on board. This came from the uh, pub shed from the kegerator up up the hill there. Nice. Thank you for that. Thanks, Jeff. My pleasure. Yeah, thank you. Summary. I have been the recipient recipient of, of some great beers from you in the last couple of weeks, everybody. So my my pleasure. Oh. Can't say bouquet with a beer, can you? That's so good. But the aroma. It just You can't, makes, but you could with this beer. Yes. This, it makes your mouth water just uh, putting your nose in it, right? It's a good beer. They did a great job. Uh, no, I was just saying what was just really cool is when we had our visit with them and they said that this was going into their lineup of beers that they were going to be making, you know, year round. So it's something that 
is not going to be seasonal. You'll be able to get this at any time. Well, I'm really glad I picked up a keg of it when the uh, world was coming to an end and they were uh, selling kegs and we ran out and got the nut brown in the last second, also decided to get one of the forge berry. And I have not uh, regretted that decision one, one second. Uh, you nailed it. And we got a little pour one out or a couple pour one outs. I'm going to pour one out to uh, something that's kind of close to several of our hearts to public school teachers. So doc talent and I, I imagine when the world does return to normal, you and me are out of jobs. Uh, I think now that parents have got a handle on what it's like <laughs> to sit at home with their teenagers for eight or nine hours and have them do exactly what they're told, exactly to the quality and level it should be done on a daily basis, and they're realizing just how easy it is, we're not going to have jobs. And we're not gonna have, we're not gonna have that job. We're gonna have to go figure out right, something out. No. Maybe we'll work for Jason and deliver beers around town with a brew catalog. But no, no parent's gonna need a school teacher again once they've realized just how easy it is. And imagine if they had forty of them in a room. Yeah. No, no harder. You know, one's a delight. Forty. Just that it's just delight More times delightful. forty. Yeah. So I, I think we need to pour one out for teachers. Uh, the time has come. Parents are gonna realize not really a needed expense. Sorry to All say. All right. Very sad. Tom, is that where it's landing for you? <laughs> it was a fun it was a fun time though, wasn't it? It was a fun time. It was it was, it was good fun work. while it lasted. It was fun while Wait, it lasted. Yeah. Do I detect a hint of facetiousness? <laughs> Am I, is Jeffrey being fatuous? <laughs> <laughs> or is that the flatulence I detect? I don't know if it's I which one. I can be both. Yeah, we know it's not ironic. <laughs> no, that was straight up sarcasm. Oh, okay. uh, no no irony there. Um <laughs> I've never received so many thank yous from parents for the for the I work we're, we're doing right yeah, now. Sure. It's fantastic. Uh, I agree. <laughs> Who else has a poor one out? I have a poor one out. I'm going to go a little uh, kind of nerdy on you guys here for a second. And I'm pouring one out for emojis. Um, uh, so to I don't I didn't even know this was a thing, but I just learned this. But the Unicode Consortium, which apparently is the group that creates emojis, uh, they announced last week that it was pushing the release date of Unicode 14 back by 16 or six months. So now instead of a new batch of emojis coming out in 2021, we won't see new emojis until 2022 because of COVID. Jeez, um, yeah, exactly. I know that's really devastating. However, not a total loss uh, because some emojis that were finalized in January and scheduled to be released uh, with the rollout of Unicode 13.0 are still ex expected to be adopted later this year. Um, so in case you haven't seen them, it says this update includes uh, bubble tea. Not sure what that is. A mother effing ninja and <laughs> what appears to be a Groucho Marx face. So we'll get a couple, uh, but no new ones after this until 2022. So uh, enjoy your emojis because uh, you're going to have to live with what we currently have for quite some time. I never know what they're supposed to be. I agree. I just use them how I think they're supposed to be used, and I'm sure that's gotten yeah. me in some trouble at some point. Yeah, well, it's all in the <laughs> intent. Intent is important. All right. Well, I guess we'll just have to wait. <laughs> we Does will. It, <laughs> it doesn't seem like the most pressing issue, but I'm I'm glad they made a big press release about well, 
I'm just glad they got the mother effing ninja in before this <laughs> shutdown because right. I'm really looking forward to that one. True. Yeah. Ninja is important to me, that's for sure. So. <laughs> well, a ninja is important, but a, but a mother effing ninja, and that's the actual description of it is mother effing ninja. Right. So I'll let yes, that one I, sit right where it's at. <laughs> exactly. So I don't know what that means, but I'm it's call I can't him wait. Oedipus son. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> There's gonna be one listener that laughs at that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Toast, a roast, and pour one out. Back to the idea of homeschooling, and many of you who look to I Like Beer, the podcast, for your continuing educational endeavors, we are bringing back our homage to Cliff Clavin, a segment we like to call, I Bet You Didn't Know. Making your way in the world today takes everything you've got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? And since this is being recorded on April 20th, it's I Bet You Didn't Know Earth Day edition. And Doctor, our resident marine biologist and environmental expert, I know that you know things that we don't know. Ooh, some things. Correct. I'm going to tell you a little bit about Earth Day. So uh, Earth Day is April 22nd every year. And uh, this happens to be the 50th anniversary. April 22nd, 1970 was the very first Earth Day. So back in the late 1960s, we had the hippies, psychedelics. People were, were protesting, you know, the Vietnam War, and they weren't really they weren't really paying too much attention to the state of the natural world. So you know, we were using like leaded gasoline, ingesting pesticides and chemicals, which we had no idea uh, consequence to human health. Well, we still probably don't. Anyways, uh, a book came out by Rachel Carson called Silent Spring, and then chemicals like DDT, and and then finally, what mo- what kind of pushed people over the edge in 1969, an oil spill occurred off the coast up up in California, up the coast from us, uh, in Santa Barbara. So on the front page of newspapers were all the typical oil spill pictures of you know oily birds and everything. So all those protesters got pissed off, and so they said, hey, we need to you know protest and get together and do something, make our voice heard. So first Earth Day was 1970. So that that was the first Earth Day. And since then, it's just it's gone global and another day to, to drink to the health of the planet. There you go. What I also found interesting was I was looking at 1970. Uh, I was looking at like what beers were popular back in 1970. It was kind of cool because I found that, uh, you know, kind of like it reminds me of Europe where Europe has kind of like lots of regional beers. Well, back then, you know, the United States, we didn't have all this distribution and and satellite breweries everywhere. So we kind of really had regional beers. A lot of these beers are still around, like, you know, in the South, they Lone Star and Shiner Bach. But, you know, in like in the Southeast, they had Jack's and Dixie beer. Uh, out here, you know, Northwest, there's Rainier and Olympia and Lucky Lager in San Francisco. What did the East Coast have? East Coast had Nangasset beer and, well, Let's see, the Midwest, they'll add Schlitz and Strohs and Falstaff. And anyway, so some beers are still around, but it was, I thought it was kind of interesting. Lots more more regional beers was, was pretty uh, what I found about 1970. So, Talon, you got some more about Earth Day and beers. 
yeah, before I get into what, what I found, though, the other thing I thought was kind of interesting, and you've probably been noticing more than that, is that with this shelter in place and you're taking humans kind of out of the uh, the landscape is, and I think uh, uh, Jeff toasted this, or I don't know if he toasted or roasted. Oh, no, it was stay in your lane, animals. But the animals are taking over. They're coming back. I saw yes. pictures the other day in, in uh, I think it was in South Africa, and the lions are just laying across the road. Uh, there was one, uh, I can't remember, somewhere here in the U.S. and the turkeys all over the place. And um, just it's it, it's it's very interesting just to see kind of in, in a short amount of time of us. Um, you know, oh, it was in Yosemite, all the, the yeah. animals coming back in Yosemite, like the amount of bears, I guess the bear population has just gone crazy. You know, they said in terms of air quality, air quality in L.A. is the best it's ever been and, and just that kind of stuff. So it shows that it doesn't. Uh, take too much in terms of time. I mean, cause really this has been a short amount of time to make a huge difference. Um, so if, if that became a focus of ours, once everybody's back and it, you know, we probably could have a, a substantial effect on things uh, with regards to, you know, some of the climate change issues and stuff. But, but I decided to, uh, kind of take a, our our beer part of it and say you know beer and 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 earth day and and i looked up sustainable breweries and uh came up with a few i uh, kind of shortened down the list there's a lot of them uh, but i came down uh with a few that uh kind of from all over the country some i think we've been to uh many we haven't but we should get to um but these are just beer breweries that uh kind of show the planet some gratitude uh in in the way they operate. So um in no particular order, uh Anderson Valley Brewing Company in Boonville, California. Um they uh reuse reuse water because of the drought conditions in California. Uh they donate their healthy grains to local livestock, which many breweries do. They uh run on about 40% solar power and use recycled cans, but the part that really caught my eye is they have a free 18-hole frisbee golf course at their brewery. Nice. And, uh, yeah, payment for lost Frisbees, uh, you have to do push-ups. So uh, we <laughs> probably not that far from where we are. We probably should head there one of these that days. That sounds fun. That Let's go there. So, so I sounded pretty cool. So Wait, where's uh, number, that? Uh, it's in Boonville, California. So somewhere up in, in Northern California. Right. Um, but we need, to hit, we need to hit Boonville on our, yeah. one of our next journeys north. Uh, next one is a brewery out of Fort Collins, Colorado, called New Belgium Brewing Company. Uh, I know Fat Tire was one of our favorites for a long time. Um, and, uh, they release a yearly sustainability report, uh, so you can keep up with all the good that they're doing. Um, and they actually, in 2016, 99% of their waste did not end up in the landfill, um, since they're finding so many different ways to recycle and reuse it. So that's pretty cool. Head to the East coast in Brooklyn, New York, you have Brooklyn brewery and they, uh, work on sustainability in pretty much everything they do. Um, and in 2016, uh, across the Mississippi alluvial Valley, they planted 375 acres of CO2 converting trees. So that's a pretty cool thing that a brewery did there. A brewery we have been to, Ninkasi, uh, in Eugene, Oregon, um, we have visited there. They uh, focus on giving back to their community through fundraising and donating pro- uh, profits to charities. And they have upcycled over 40 million pounds of grain since 2009. And they also use solar power to provide a portion of the energy to produce their beers. Another one that I think I'm pretty sure we've been there. Hopworks. Did we make Hopworks in yes. Portland? I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, so I have a sticker. Hopworks, yeah. I'm looking yeah, right at it. I, yeah. I'm pretty sure we made it. Hopworks in Portland, Oregon. Uh, they only use uh, USDA certified organic and salmon safe certified ingredients. Um, and they also give 1% of, of their uh, pint sales uh, from their Powell location to local charitable organizations. And their, their mission is to maintain 100% carbon neutral operation carbon neutral operations and zero waste initiatives. 
number six. Um, and this actually sounds like a brew we have to visit because it seems like it might be one of the most beautiful breweries I, I, uh, in terms of just reading about it, but is Alaskan Brewing Company in Juneau, Alaska. Um, and they are the first uh, craft brewery, and they began in 1998 to use a CO2 recovery system to clean the CO2 produced during the fermentation process. They also have a, it says here, they have a beer called the Hoplothermia, which is an, uh, a double IPA. And they describe it as pairing best with large wild game that you have caught with your bare hands. <laughs> so I feel like we need to go there and try that. So yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, another one, Boulevard Brewing, which is in Kansas City, Missouri. They're very impressive if you read about the stuff that they've done. But uh, they started a process in 2010 of becoming a zero landfill company. And they said in early 2011, the last dumpster was removed from their main brewing facility. So think about that. That's pretty impressive. Uh, so they now recycle or compost almost all of their waste with a variety of local companies. And uh, that that they can't recycle is incinerated by a local cement manufacturer to generate energy. So everything that they produce, they are... Um, reusing in some way. So pr pretty cool. Um, and last but not least, uh, in Manassas, Virginia, Heritage Brewing Company, uh, they're focused on giving back to veterans and patriots and we're all, uh, and in their tap room, all of their furniture is recycled, repurposed. And uh, they have a beer called the Teddy. And that is dedicated to Theodore Roosevelt, who created the United States National Forest Service and established five national parks. So pretty good tribute to him. And, and as someone who was an advocate for you know, nature and wildlife and the earth, uh, sound like a pretty cool thing. So those were my, my eight that I narrowed it down to. Um, there are a lot of other breweries that are doing some cool stuff and it's kind of neat to see people uh, figuring out how they can give back and, and try and help protect mother earth. Brewers are such good people. Yes, they are. We love brewers. Good job brewers. <laughs> so are beer drinkers too. Beer drinkers are really good people too. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks to the doctor and the talent who we've come to count on for extensive research Thanks to both of them. Now, you know. Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. And they're always glad you came. And we're on to beer number three, which is Nut Brown All right. Ale by Ale Smith, which has been one of my favorites since Probably about yes. 2007, 2006 yeah. or so when I, I've talked about it more than once on this podcast, when I was at Stone Brewing and the waiter insisted I try the Nut Brown by Alesmith instead of the stone I was trying to order. Um, and Ryan Crisp talked about this one when we visited there with the head brewer at Alesmith, but it's a British style, uh, dark in color, malt, malt forward, uh, Biscuity, a little cocoa in there, earthy. I would call it earthy. I don't know how you describe the mouthfeel, but I would call yeah. it earthy as far as the flavoring. It is one of my favorite nut browns on the planet. It's creamy. I guess that's the mouthfeel, right? Creamy. Uh, it's a fantastic yeah. beer. So this is our beer number three, Nut Brown Ale with Ale Smith. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. Cheers. I brought two glasses so I can do this. You can tell one of them was empty by then, huh, can't you? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. I guess it's time. Oh, I said all right. I've been trying. I did so well this episode. <laughs> Son of a gun. It's all this internet confusion. Yes, it's been chaos. <laughs> it is. But do you realize, I'm going to start over. Three, two. Do you realize we've had two shout outs to Lucky Logger in this episode? 
and that's a beer still that's being impressive, made. That's impressive, actually. And we are now yeah. following them on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, and we should probably get try and see if we can get yeah. some lucky. Oh, and look, yeah, I hope they still have the riddles on the bottle cap. Yeah. I hope they do. Yeah, so we should see if that that should be a that should be All a right. goal. Of someone ours. someone get on that. Uh, you know what keeps people sane in this time of uncertainty? It's what keeps a smile on some people's faces, and it what ke- it's what keeps some people tuning into our podcast all the way to the end. Doctor, it's time. Welcome to another edition of Beer or Not a Beer, the hoppiest game show in podcast land. I'm your host, Dr. Todd. For those of you in your rookie season here, here's how this game works. I'm going to name (laughs) four four beers. Three are real beers, and one is not real. This fourth one, I thought of, well, I have a lot of idle time, so who knows when I actually thought of this (laughs) fourth beer. Got it? So you listeners in your rookie season, listen up. One of these beers is not a real beer. Three really are beers. All right, here we go. Beer number one is called Stimulus 1200. It's an IPA. Your government wants you to be happy. That's Stimulus 1200. Beer number two, Sexual Chocolate, an Imperial Stout. Beer number three, Trump Sucks Ass Ale. And if you say it real fast, it's Trump Sucks Ass Ale. And beer number four is Pheasant Plucker. You guys got that? Those are our four beers. We have Stimulus 1200, <laughs> Sexual Chocolate, Trump Sucks Ass Ale, and Pheasant Plucker. Those are our four beers. Three are real beers. Which one is not a beer? We'll start with you, Padre. Oh, I always start with me. All right. This is a tough one. What is Pheasant Plucker? What kind of beer is that? Pheasant Plucker is an English bitter. English bitter. Okay. Um, I'll go Stimulus 1200. Stimulus 1200. New. Okay. And producer Tom. I'm going to join the Padre there. I think Stimulus 1200. Stimulus 1200. All right. Chef the Influencer. All right. I've had one of these beers and it has a fantastic logo. I don't want to give it away before talent. It's one of my favorite uh, logos, design, graphic design ever. It's also my fantasy football team name one year after oh. having it. So I'm, oh. I'm, I know one of them. There's a hint. But yeah. unlike Tom, I'm not going to blab it out to the world <laughs> that I know one of these is a beer. <laughs> just, also, just in case I'm wrong. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with the, what was it? Trump sucks ass. Trump sucks ass ale. Yes. Because I don't think you should have the word ass in your beer name. I just, that's not appetizing to me. And also seems like you're just making people mad at your brewery. Yeah, right. So okay. I'm gonna I'm go Trump sucks ass. Trump sucks ass. All right, let me say it one more time. Trump sucks ass <laughs> is the beer yeah. I'm choosing as not a beer. Is the beer you're choosing. All right. And talent. You know, I went with that thought process last time with whatever it was with the word ass, and it ended up being a real beer. So I'm gonna have to go away from that strategy this time because initially that's the one I would go with, and I am gonna go with stimulus twelve hundred. Stimulus twelve hundred. All right, here we go, listeners. Have you chosen your fake beer? Yes. Well, we we'll start with Pheasant Plucker. Pheasant Plucker really is an English bitter by Bowlin Brewery. 
you probably all heard the old saying, I'm not a pheasant plucker, I'm a pheasant plucker son, but I will pluck the pheasants till the pheasant plucker comes. You say that <laughs> <laughs> you say that you say that try to say that really fast and some weird things come out. Yeah. <laughs> nice. So it is a real bear. And uh influencer, Trump's sucks ass ale really is oh. a beer. It's by Hopster's Brewing Company. That's gotta and be like in the Bay Area. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't write. It. I didn't write it down. I didn't type it. Uh, sexual chocolate really is a silky cocoa infused imperial stout by Foothills really Brewing. Good. And three of you, yes, you guessed it. Stimulus twelve hundred is not really Whew, a beer, but I thought it could be. I, I One goes I re- to the team. Sexual chocolate is what you had, right, Jeff? Because I I vaguely remember that being your fantasy football name when you. Yeah, had. it's a. It, if you ever get a chance to find a bottle of it, it it's a fantastic beer. Really good beer. I'm trying to figure out where Hopter's Brewing Company is. One thing I can't do when we do real life podcasts is I can look shit up. <laughs> yeah. Hey, can I ask? Can I ask a, a question real quick? Uh, uh, doctor, can you reread or re say? I don't have to read it. I need to hear Stanley that. Only and in a deep voice. So, ready. so yeah, you got to say this. Yeah. So you guys repeat after me. I'm not a pheasant plucker. Say it. I'm, I'm, not not a pheasant, I'm not a pheasant plucker. I'm a pheasant plucker son. I'm a, I'm a pheasant, pheasant plucker, plucker son. son. But I will pluck the pheasants. But I, but will, I will pluck, pluck the pheasants. pheasants. Until the pheasant plucker comes. Until the, the pheasant plucker comes. Okay, talent. You've got talent. Tell me, I'm not a pheasant plucker. I'm a pheasant plucker son, but I will pluck the pheasants till the pheasant plucker comes. Go, say it that fast. Yeah, I, I'm, I lost already. I'm not a pleasant plucker. I'm a pleasant plucker son, but I will pluck the pleasant plucker till the pleasant oh, plucker comes. <laughs> <laughs> Who else wants to give it a try? Who's got it? Uh, I'll try. I'll try. Go, go. I'm not a pheasant plucker. I'm a pheasant plucker son, but I will pluck the pheasant till the pheasant plucker comes. There you go. So wow. you, need to have, you haven't had enough beers yet. Yeah, Actually, I don't. I can't say it as fast as you because I just don't speak that quickly. Well, but you're also a poet, so you probably you got the rhyming down. <laughs> he's got yeah. to enunciate. He's an actor. He's an actor. I mean, he's got to, yeah. Padre, got, got it? Right go, spots. Padre. Give it a try. Oh, well, I'm a very pleasant. Oh, sorry. <laughs> 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 now I'm just uh, patting my own back, I guess. Uh, I'm not a pheasant plucker. I'm a pheasant plucker's son. Give me the. But I, I will pluck the pheasant till the pheasant plucker comes. But I will pluck the pheasant till the pheasant plucker comes. Got it. Nice. Tom, you want to give it a try? Well, nice. next time. We'll try it for next time. Like a drunken sailor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm not a pheasant plucker, but I'm a pheasant plucker's son. But I will f- pluck Ooh. the pheasants till the pheasants come. <laughs> till the pheasants come. Well, wait, wait. That's inappropriate on this podcast. We don't want to know what the pheasants are doing, Tom. All right. So, little twist. That reminds me of the, the drunken sailor reminds me of our uh, our song episode playlist, our shelter with beer in place playlist. I did receive some messages back and and one was a, a good call out of how did you not have I drink alone by George Thorogood on any of your lists. Like, oh, you know, it was yeah. not supposed to be yeah, a complete yeah. list. It was just the start yeah. of a list, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that one fits. There's a bunch of George Thorogood. Did anyone save a little Forgeberry? I have a little bit. I have a little bit. Okay. No. <laughs> really? Doctor, Doctor no. you didn't save Hold any on. beers? Surprise. I have no beers. I'm out. <laughs> that, that's funny. Now that's ironic. No, it's not at all. 
That's predictable. That's, that yeah, might be the opposite. Of that's iron. predictable. Exactly. All right. For those of you that saved some, before we finish, I want you to share. I want to share a little tip. If you're ever lucky enough to have access to Ale Smith, Nut Brown, and Forgeberry at the same time, or if you're at their tap room, they'll do this for you. It's a little concoction I call Nutberry. Mm, Nutberry. Nut As opposed to yes. Forge Nut. I, I workshop yeah, them both. Forge nut. <laughs> or Nut Forge. <laughs> With everyone in the house, which is yes. two people. Both of yeah. them thought they yeah. didn't sound appetizing, but be compared to what was it? Trump's ass, whatever that one was. Sounds yeah. great. Well, you know what a nut berry really is. <laughs> <laughs> do we know? Yeah, do we want to know? know. That's very good. You don't want to right. know. No, we Here's don't the formula know. for the concoction. Three parts brown ale, one part forge berry, because I've been practicing this in the kegerator to get it just right, and I think that that nails it. If you can get roughly three parts brown ale to one part forge berry, take a moment to mix that as you may or as you can. And then give that a taste and tell me what you think. Mm, that's tasty. Gives a little tang to that, that earthy smooth. Yeah, it definitely gives a little tang. It's that's interesting. It's like kind of a juxtaposition <laughs> to the to the earthiness of the brown. You got peanut butter in my chocolate. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it has a little bit of that to it. Uh, I, I think it's pretty good. I don't yeah. think it's better than either the two. But it just creates a third beer that's really good. Yeah, that's well yeah. described. Like when you're sitting home for five weeks and and you need to come up with something <laughs> to do, start mixing plan. all your beers. Start, uh, <laughs> start mixing your beers and come up well, with that's, some. Blends. That's my thing. At four o'clock, I have a forge berry. At four thirty, I have a nut nice. berry, and at five, I have a a nut brown. <laughs> a forge nut. I mean, a forge, a forge nut. berry. Nut berry. <laughs> a forge berry. A forge. A forge nut. A forge nut. When do you berry. have your pheasant plucker? Something like that. <laughs> And then your pheasant plucker. <laughs> but when, when does do your you pheasant, pheasant plucker come? No, that's, the, <laughs> that's the question. No, that's the question. Talent, uh, how can we get Alesmith? Uh, well, Alesmith is uh, available for pickup and delivery now. So check their website. And they also have links on Twitter. If you're in the San Diego area, just check your local grocery store. Um, and you should be able to find uh, Alesmith there as well. And if you are in San Diego and you have not gone to their brewery on Alesmith Court. You have to go once you are able to. I mean, you can go now and pick up just for delivery or just pick up, but you have to go once all this is done and we are back open. It is one of the coolest breweries uh, around. Check out the Tony Gwynn Museum. We've talked about it a bunch of times. Um, I actually may be heading to Alesmith tomorrow. So oh, let me know. Um, I'll let, let me know if you're heading I'll down. let you know what the status is. Yeah, I, I actually probably am heading down there. It's, um, I need to pick up a keg since I finished the coals quicker than I in my my in my overall keg plan. Uh, the kegerator is ready to be open, and I don't have a keg for it, so I'm probably just going to go to Ale Smith and pick up a keg tomorrow. So, all right, I'm nice. going to need a, I'm going to need to place an order if you're going. Okay, I will. I will let you guys all know, and <laughs> yeah, you yeah. tell me what you let want. And I I will pick yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And Joe, good, what yeah. about people that know nothing about Ale Smith? So, quick shout out to the head brewer Ryan Crisp and the interview he did with us. It's uh, actually our March second drop of the podcast. Um, thanks, Ryan, for that. It's one of our most popular podcasts. Another shout out to Jeff Smith, who gave us a phenomenal tour of the place the week prior to doing that podcast. Yeah. Just in general, a shout out to anyone named Jeff, right? Yeah, now. yeah. Sure. Extra Jeff. Absolutely. Jeff. At this point yeah. of the podcast. I mean, at this many beers <laughs> in, uh, you know, at anyone named Jeff, here's a shout out to you, too. 
You know what I'm going to do after the podcast? I'm going to go on and tap and just put in Jeff and then just send friend requests. (laughs) Oh, that's brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. That is brilliant. Are you doing it too? I'm going to do it too. I think that's brilliant. Right on. All right. I'm in. All right. Well, enjoy your nut, Barry, guys. (laughs) As you should. I mean, if you could be an average Joe or you could be a Jeff. I'm really, really. Yeah, that's right. I'll tell you what. The feeling you have when you wake up in the morning and know your name's Jeff. It, it's, I don't know. I don't know how else to describe it because it's, it's a unique feeling. It's wonderful. It, your day is brighter. Water's crisper. Beer is tastier. Everything's right. I don't know how other people do it. Until you check and you've got a bunch of nut berries. <laughs> <laughs> or, you've, or you've plucked a bunch of pheasants. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Scratch Jeff, I'm going to pheasant plucker. You're right. <laughs> well, you can tell we're deteriorating here. So thank you for taking a yes. few minutes out of your day to join us for a beer or two. A couple of stories. Keep supporting your local breweries. They need our help right now. Be nice. Tip big. Stay safe and healthy. We'd love to keep drinking and chatting, but right now I got to look up Jeff's on Untapped. That's right, me too. I got to pluck some pheasants, and we got to run. B double E double R U N beer run. B double E double R U N beer run. All we need is a ten and a five, a car and a key and a sober driver. B double E double R U N beer run.